All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Limbless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, guys, we're going to talk about structuring partnerships and agreements, JV partnerships, all of it. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Here's the number one rule of JV partnerships. Don't want a win-lose. You don't want a win-win. You need a super win-win for it to happen. And so let's get into it. But before I do that, let me tell you a partnership horror story. All right. Who's up for this? Let's do this. So uh, in my career in Viking, like, you know, all the different companies, most of them I own 100%. But in in Viking, uh, you know, we, uh, my partner and I, we ended up doing a partnership for a specific project. It was, um, we had just uh, gone off for one of our biggest successes uh, in real estate. We were sort of riding high. We want to do a bigger deal. And I think it was like a $35, $36 million deal. We normally don't have the capabilities to do that at that stage of our career. And so we thought, hey, who do we partner with? And so at that time, we were in a mentorship program. So we ended up partnering with um, people in the mentorship who are instructors. They were sort of the leaders of asset management. And I was like, all right, well, these guys know what they're doing. They actually taught us. So they're probably going to be good partners we ran it by them. They got excited. They got pumped up and interested. So we're like, all right, let's come together. Then they brought on a second partner, a third, basically it was three of us in three groups now, right? Us, our mentors and another group. So that, there's already a lot of red flags here. And we'll talk about that in a second. But we, at that time we were naive. We wanted to get the deal done. So we're like, let's do this. And we're like, oh, all right, let's all make it, even though we have different percentage of, in terms of equity ownership because of what we brought um, to the deal. And so, uh, we thought, hey, let's just rule the investment as an equal, equal, equal parts. Like everyone is, um, you know, a third, a third, a third. And that was also another, another mistake we made. So, um, you know, we were into the deal six months, eight months. We noticed our styles were different. Uh, what, how we operated was different. They were supposed to be responsible for certain things. We were supposed to be responsible for certain things. The third person was supposed to be responsible for certain things. A lot of the burden came on Viking and we struggled throughout the deal. It normally, you know, we're executing quickly. There was a, it was a really strong market. We should have been crushing it, but because we had to run everything by both our partners for every decision, there's a, there's sort of a, there's a leadership drag. There was a decision drag and that drag cost us dearly. And um, when we went going in, we were undercapitalized on the project and all of these, you know, things started compounding on top of that. We chose a, the wrong property management company. We had just utilized their property management company preferences instead of doing our own research. And so what happened was by the end of it all, we realized this is not a partnership that's going to work on top of that. One of the partners passed away in the middle of the deal. And it, the whole thing, literally any mistake that could have been made in terms of decision-making, we made it. And it, it, it led us to the thing that, uh, you know, 
be super careful how you partner, who you partner, when you partner, and the details of the partnership. And long cut, to cut a long story short, we ended up selling that deal for a profit and uh, ended up taking care of our investors as well. But still, it left such an indelible impression in my psyche that I'm still very cautious when I come to partnerships. So what does it mean to partner? How do you partner? And, and, and in what businesses can you partner? And you can partner in medical businesses. You can partner in clinics. In, and you can partner in an in investment business, in real estate. You can partner in a coaching business. So there's so many ways you can partner. And um, why would you want to partner? Well, you want to partner because sometimes if you go it alone, you can hit linear growth. But with a partnership, you can get synergy and hit exponential growth. So there are a lot of valuable um, things to partnership. That being said, you also want to know there's different flavors. It's not, hey, what does it mean to be partners? It's just, hey, we're 50-50 in the company. No, that's just one level of partnership. Let me share with you the different ways that you can partner. You can partner as an affiliate, meaning they get uh, they promote you whatever you're offering and they get a fixed commission from that. They get a referral fee, perhaps you know, they're not part of your company, but they get a, just a, a set referral fee. That's so affiliates referrals. Next is revenue share model where, Hey, on this particular thing we're doing together, we're sharing revenue. Next is JV. They're a joint venture on perhaps one part of your company, one part of your project, one part of your um, service line. Next is equity partnership. They have equity in your company, or perhaps there's equity um, split between uh, the different partners. And then there's finally ultimate partnership where it's like a 50-50 partnership, a 70-30 partnership, and it's 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 fully cemented. They're co-owners of your company. So those are the different levels. And it just depends on what you're trying to achieve. What is your outcome? What are you trying to go after? How quickly do you want it? How well do you know the other group? Do they have a proven track record? Can they really help you? These are the questions you want to ask. What is our leadership style? What is our management styles? What are they bringing to the table? What am I bringing to the table? What is their team bringing? What is my team bringing? Who has a better brand? You know, all of this needs to be into account. So once you know the outcome, you don't go for a win-win. You want to go for a super win-win. So now, you know, when I'm approaching and we're, we're doing another um, partnership, uh, high level, one of my companies. And um, at this time, I'm looking to see how can I make it like an irresistible offer for the other group, you know, but I'm doing it in such a way that I'm still protecting myself and my company. And, you know, when you want to structure these agreements, uh, people ask, you know, how do you, how do you go about it? Well, there's three steps. Number one is say it straight, then make it look great, you know, and then look at all the, um, in, uh, entry and exit clauses to protect yourself. So what does that mean? Number one, you just put on scribble on paper. Just what is it that you're really going after? Just make it in simple language, not legalese, not complexities, right? Number two, once you have that written down, then you want to reach out. Now, with the advent of artificial intelligence, things like ChatGBT, you can literally probably get a contract, a decently well-written contract that comes out of that. But in these things, if this is really going to be a multiple six-figure, high seven-figure project, you know, with a potential to really blow up, I go ahead and pay a couple hundred dollars, even up to a thousand dollars for an attorney to review this thing. And so I go in, I say, Hey, don't make it complicated. 
look at anything, uh, pitfalls, red flags, make sure that I'm not missing anything. And, and also, not only uh, you don't want to miss anything, but you also think about all the things that can happen in the partnership. They steal from you. You steal from them. Um, they decide to break off and do the same thing with somebody else. Um, they, you know, they want to buy you out. You want to buy them out. You want to sell them. They want to sell you. There's so many things, and this is all natural. There's not some of them are, you know, negative, but you want to think about the negative, but you also want to think about the positive too. And you just want to go in with essentially, you're not going to think about everything, but you're going to think about at least 75 to 80% of the typical scenarios that can happen. And, and a really good lawyer can help you walk you through that. Some of the learning points I've learned is, again, partner very slowly, you know, and and at the first signs of trouble, have open, transparent discussions and talk it out and really see, hey, what is your outcome? What is my outcome? Where do you want to take this? What's your intention behind it? And, and be forgiving, be compassionate, but be vigilant. You know, the whole trust but verify uh, meme. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you do this right, you're going to get synergy and exponential growth. If you do this wrong, you're going to get headaches. You're going to get pain in the ass. You're going to get, uh, you know, mis- uh, you're going you're to have this PTSD from mistrust, you know. And so that's what you have to be careful about. And also always think about the exit in mind. No company, no partnership, no JV agreement will live on indefinitely. So you want to think about, hey, how will this how will I exit out of this, right? For every partnership agreement, um, joint venture, um, you know, equity agreement, you want to see, hey, I want to have multiple exit strategies, okay? There should be a buy-sell clause built in. So guys, I hope this was helpful. This is sort of how I thought about things. And I'm asking you to just be vigilant and use this as a strategy to grow your empire, whether it's uh, your medical clinics, your medical practice, partnerships with the hospitals, partnerships with private equity groups, or it's partnerships for your side hustles, partnerships for real estate, right? And um, if you can always retain operational control, if you can always think about your buy-sell strategies, if you can always retain equity and try to be as generous as possible without making it draconian on your side. And again, this is the game of business. Learn to master it, learn to enjoy it, and and keep keep rocking it, my friends. Okay, guys, until next time, uh, keep being phenomenal. And thank you again for all the support. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, thank you on all the podcast channels. Again, thank you guys. Keep leaving comments and uh, we'll keep rocking it. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.